Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for tech professionals. We work to simplify your finances so that you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burkwell and Alex Collins. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Burkwell. With me and laughing at me currently is Alex. I love the color orange. Collins. Go Dutch. Yes, go Dutch. Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, welcome back for those listeners who have come back and welcome to new listeners uh, that are new. And if you're wondering what beer and money, where it came from, uh, Alex and I hold different uh, financial wellness uh, seminars here in Seattle. And uh, we wanted to make the seminar fun, exciting, and relaxed. And so we came up with the idea of calling it Beer and Money so that you can come and talk about finances, which is a taboo topic here in America. Uh, and we wanted to, to just kind of open that up in a relaxed setting. And so that's where Beer and Money, the name came from. Um, beerandmoney.net is our website. So head there if you've got questions for us. Uh, either a question we can talk about on the podcast. Uh, we already had a couple um, send through, uh, which are topics that we're actually discussing. The last topic was around college uh, planning for your children. Or if you have a personal question, feel free to reach out to us there as well. Today's podcast um, is we're, we're continuing a theme here. And what I'd like to start this off with is asking you all a question. And the question is, how are you talking to your kids about money? It's a great question. It Again, it's a taboo topic, and the goal is making it so that uh, our current education system does not teach kids about money very effect effectively and efficiently. And so it's something that we need to make sure that we're having the conversation with our kids. So, yeah, it's really just how, when, and why are you having the conversation with your kids about money? So what we are going to talk about today is five, um, five ways to actually talk to your children about, about money. And there is no, you know, there's no one way to do it. Every family's different. Um, sure. but it really it's just, just starting a conversation is the big step here. And we suggest you just kind of start simply and start actually at a, at a young age, not like when they're six months old or anything like that. <laughs> But, you know, starting when they're four or five years old um, and keep it keep it simple. Just the introduction of money is a huge piece um, to kids So that, because oftentimes they'll start asking you questions, which makes it simple. Well, I thought you like, the other day we were talking about this and you had a great way that you brought it up with your son. You guys were in the grocery store and, and he'd asked for a treat. And so you turned it into a teaching moment. Right. Uh, we were at we were at the grocery store and he wanted a treat. And I said, OK, well, we've got five bucks. Like, go pick it out. And so he had to go through and, and find a treat for himself or for us. That was five dollars or less. Now, I didn't take into consideration taxes or anything else like that. So he got away with it. But <laughs> but wait, Nate gamed the system. Yeah, I know. Shocker. <laughs> But it, it was an introduction to him around like, look, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work within your means. And in this case, it was $5. And so, and keeping it simple, 
right? And to some degree, it was kind of fun for him because he he was able to get something out of it, and he understood that you know he you know for, he went to this ice cream cake at first, and the ice cream cake was like. 25 or 30 bucks. I was like, well, that's not five bucks. buddy." <laughs> so he's like, oh, man. And he walked off and it, it worked. It worked out fine. But he understood that was a huge learning curve for him right then and there. Yeah. It, it, the other day we've been working on uh, counting and kind of some basic math with Sienna, who's four and a half. And she you know, now knows that if she finds a coin, she gets to keep it. She can't go digging in. Heather's purse or my wallet or like there's certain places that she can't go, but if she finds a coin, she gets to keep it. And so the other day we were combining these different things and we were, she, she went up to her piggy bank and pulled all the stuff out of it and then started counting. And we just kept it simple. I I didn't like try and correct her that like a quarter and a dime have different values. She was just counting it as one, two, three, but it was, it was a start. It gets them involved in something. And, it, you know, this isn't about like affordability or anything else like that. It's more of just the concept of money and how you have to understand how it works so you can buy things or save for things. So that's number one. Number two, be truthful, right? So don't, you know, not that anyone's out there going, you know, literally stating to their children that money does grow on trees. However, I, I would make a statement and I'd probably call myself out on this. I think somehow along the line at some point with my daughter indirectly, she somehow thinks that money does grow on trees. Like we're, we're just, you know, Scrooge McDuck and actually diving into our piggy bank and swimming in all the gold coins. And, you know, that, that's something that we indirectly, I think, somehow uh, had her thinking like that. And we had to pull that back out. So just being truthful around what money is all about and what, what we do with it. Well, I think a lot of it there is, is the same concept of what you were talking, talking about and teaching Nate the other day of like, Nope, there, there is a limit to what we can do and we can't just go out and, you know, spoil our kids rotten and allow them to, to have whatever they want. You know, you were talking the other day about how Madison is doing a phenomenal job of, of saving. And so, I mean, clearly you've done a good job of teaching her how to save and, and things of that nature. I don't know if I've actually taught her how to save or she's just like, well, I can keep this money because dad will buy it. <laughs> sure. That, that might be a different issue that you've inadvertently created. Look what I did. But, <laughs> but to your point, yeah, I mean, she does understand the concept of money and she now has a savings account. You know, my daughter's 11. Um, so that, so that, uh, you know, again, with age, you kind of build on what you're building in terms of different concepts. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, at, it, as adults, we've gone through different things in life financially. And so when you have maybe like your, ch- when Madison's maybe 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, maybe we can have different conversations with her about how we've paid off debt or how we saved money to build this. You can talk about saving up to buy a car or like whatever the, whatever the concept. I mean, I'm just using that because you were because of the age and the time frame that you were giving. Um, but oftentimes that's kind of the first set of conversations is whether it's an allowance, whether it's earning, whether it's going babysitting or a paper route. My, one of my first jobs was refereeing soccer games. And like it just helped you identify like, oh, okay, if I want money to do stuff, 
actually have to work for it. It doesn't just grow on trees. Right. So number two, be truthful, right? Don't, don't indirectly say something you, you don't mean. And then number three, you can talk about values, right? So what is the money? Why is the money important, right? Like don't just focus on the financial side of it. Talk about, you know, why you're saving the money. Like what's the purpose of this? What's, what's the value in our family around helping people that don't, maybe don't have money or what it is we're building as a family and tie that back to the money, the actual dollar for them. Well, I mean, I think that that's where a lot of adults get in trouble is that they don't necessarily connect their own personal values with their spending and their habits around money, or they've got like an, uh, as Americans, we typically have a very, very complicated relationship with money. Money is a tool. It is not good. It's not bad. There's nothing inherently good or evil about money. It's all about the emotions that we associate with it, how we use it, and what we choose to do with it that make it either good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. And and the value of the values that you're portraying to your children almost solidify everything that is going on in your life. Absolutely. So, so that's number three. Number four is, and it kind of ties to fa- to the values that we were talking about, but the family goals, right? Like a goal in my family is, you know, we're our plan is to be buying a Maui prop Maui property. We love Maui, and it's not to have a Maui property for you know renting it or vacation rent or anything else like that, or even a bunch of vacations. Although I'm not going to lie that that is there, but my family is kind of spread across the U.S. and we for us to all come together in one spot especially in a, a vacation type spot being in, in Hawaii, I want, that's what that home represents. So that's what the goal is to have a home where everyone can come together and spend some time and everyone gets a vacation and it's a cheaper one for them because they don't have to pay for lodging and lodging in Hawaii is not cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and these two things are, they're, they're different and at the same time massively connected. Know, values and goals, you know, our goals need to represent our values and our, the goals that we set for ourselves speak loud and clear about what our values are. And at the same time, it's important to identify and, and determine the distinction between the two. of them. Yeah. I mean, the, the value is family time, spend the time with the family. In, in my example, the goal is saving the money to actually purchase the home. Well, and you also, like we're, continuing using you as the example uh, one of the things that you guys do at the holiday time is you don't actually give tangible gifts it's the gift of family time and and like i think that that is awesome and amazing that you guys do that i think it's really cool yeah i mean it if there's one thing i think we've done well with our children is uh is they understand that value system is the experiences and spending time with one another i'm sure i've messed up on plenty of other things with them. I mean, I am their father, but, uh, wasn't that kind of our job is to, I, that's how I keep telling myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, so family goals. Uh, so number five, and this is maybe the biggest one that ties everything together. And that's lead by example. Yeah. That simple, like lead by example. If you're telling your children to do X and you do Y, do you really think that they're going to do X? 
that message just doesn't hit home. If you're talking about saving and then you go out and splurge a whole bunch of money or, you know, you realize what you're doing and you go, oh, hey, I'm not going to, you know, buy a, a new Sounders, you know, some more Sounders gear at the team store right now. Like have that conversation with your son or daughter so that they understand like, oh, hey, I just caught myself you know, and I wasn't adhering to family values and I wasn't adhering to our family goals. And so that's why I chose to put this, you know, Jersey back or whatever it is. Yeah. And that, that ties a couple of these, like lead my example that also ties, be truthful, like sharing that story as to why you are, are not doing something. So, um, you know, the, to round up the, the, to recap the five here. So we've got start simply, Right. Simple examples. Start them young. Number two, be truthful. Real life scenarios, real life conversations. Number three, talk about the values. What's important to the family? Right. What's the value around the money? And then the family goals. What is the goal with the money and how does that tie to the value? And then lastly, lead by example. You know, those are the five pieces, um, five things of, of ways to how to how to talk to your kids. And uh, we hope that that was valuable for you. We've got something new here to, to end as well. Yeah, we're, we're starting a, a question of the day and we're starting it off. It's going to be around the topics that we, we talk about each week. Um, and, and today the question is, what age did you start talking to your kids about money? And Ryan, why don't you and I be the first to, to answer this? We'll answer it here on the podcast. Um, and I'll, I'll start out asking you and we'll go from there. So uh, what age did you start talking to Madison and Nate about money? Yeah, well, I mean, both of them are actually different ages. Madison was much older. So Madison was probably eight and Nathan was around four, uh, maybe five uh, when I started talking to them about money. Sure. Uh, so for Sienna, uh, we we've entered we introduced the concept of money pretty early, um, right around three but it's really only been maybe in the last, you know, four or five months that we've really started talking about money that she's actually started uh, accumulating any type of dollars. And like, it's all of something like $4 and 78 cents or something like that um, at this point. But she now knows what it is. She's got dollar bills, she's got coins and she knows that they're different sizes. And that that's about the extent of, of where we've gotten with our conversation around money. So we want to hear from you. Head to beerandmoney.net. And uh, at the bottom where it says, you know, question and whatnot, it's not a question uh, you're asking of us. Now it's just put in there, I started talking to my kids about money at X age. And let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Other than that, again, we hope this was valuable for you. And cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers in the firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. 
OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2019-91270, expiration 12, 2021.